0: thanks for listening to a ypc podcast we believe god wants to do so much for you and through you and we'd love to hear about it take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today welcome to church welcome to christmas time welcome to our merry and bright series we're so excited you guys have chosen to spend some of your very busy holiday season with us. We've got a great, great experience for you guys today. Wasn't that good today? Come on, let's give it up for the worship team. Love it. So much talent. I love that God has blessed us with, uh, with all of the amazing gifts and talents of, of all of us, really. Every single one of us have, have a gift and have a talent and have something that God wants to use and put on display for the entire kingdom of heaven to see. Uh, for those of you who know, um, we actually are having a child dedication. Okay, so Christmas Eve, Eve is this next weekend. The weekend after that is a child dedication, and so I did want to make sure everybody was aware of that because you can sign up for that at the outlet right after service today. We are um, into this part. I think I'm on part three of Merry and Bright, and uh, it's Christmas time. It's time for holiday parties, right? Those office parties that everybody's got to go to, which sometimes if they're during the day, then at least we're not working while we're at the office party, but it's a fun time. It's time for ugly sweaters, right? Come on. It says, bro, where's the party? (laughs) Yeah, It's awesome. And I know what some of you guys are like. You're like, I don't know if I can take that man seriously. You know, he's wearing a very ugly sweater. Chew some bubble gum. You'll be all right. Um, all the people who booed you, right, for setting up your Christmas tree before Thanksgiving, right? Now it's all that's gone. It's okay to have your Christmas lights up. It's okay to listen to Christmas music now, so lean into that. In fact, I want to look at one of the Christmas carols that several of us know, we're all familiar with, uh, today, and we're going to see if we can extract some life principles out of that song today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we're thankful for what you're doing in the hearts and the lives of the people of your place, church. And Lord, today we have a very unique opportunity that we want to lean into, God. We're trusting your spirit to be here. We're trusting that the leading of your Holy Spirit moves us and that we hear your voice very clearly today in Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever went to a birthday party and not brought a gift? I think we all have, maybe during a time when it was a leaner season, you know, maybe some bills were due, maybe we had to do some unexpected repairs on our car or on our house. Why do we feel bad or feel like we've somehow gypped the birthday boy by not bringing a present, especially after seeing everything else that everyone else brought? All of a sudden, our funny little card isn't as funny anymore, you know what I mean? We all have this desire. Our society has made the value of the gift worth more than act, the actual intentions of the one bringing it, when in reality, I think if we would all be honest, we're just glad people showed up at our little party, right? That's why a lot of us, when we're, when we're throwing a party or inviting people over, we're like, no gift necessary. Like, just come. Come. Just come and be a part of my little thing that I'm putting together here, valuing the person over the gift. Well, I can only imagine this is exactly what the writer of Carol of the Drum, which we all know as the little drummer boy, wanted to convey when the boy was asked by the Magi to come with them, right, to the nativity, to the newborn king. In fact, we're familiar with the lyrics, but I brought them today your pleasure, all right. Come, they told me, "Pom pom pom." Right, a newborn king to see, pom pom pom. Our finest gifts we bring, like they're already setting the kid up right here. Right, our finest gifts we bring to lay before the king, and not just the king of an earthly kingdom, the entire kingdom of heaven. Why? So to honor him rumpa pom pom when we come meaning this the size of these gifts is how we're going to honor him and again the magi i believe their heart was right but when you're talking to this little drummer boy i think a lot of us can relate to him we can relate to the boy's feelings in this moment and especially when you come to church and you hear us talking about how we want to do one big give this weekend, and we're believing God to give $50,000 away, right? We, we, we may or may not have a lot to give, and I just want to set you at ease today. You're okay. My first thought is, how do you give a gift to a king not to mention the Savior of the world. I thought it was tough buying my dad a Christmas presents, right? How do you give one to the King, the Savior of the world? And again, when you look at the, what the Magi brought, and, it, and the Christmas cards do not depict this very accurately. They they picture three guys walking up, and they have these little like this little chest, frankincense, gold, myrrh, right? That's not how it happened. The Bible talks about them. But actually, history tells us that these guys would have traveled in groups of hundreds. Uh, It was kind of like Disney's Aladdin. I don't know if you've seen Disney's Aladdin or not, but when the little street rat kid, you know, he gets, the genie gives him three wishes, and he's, you know, he wants to date Jasmine, the princess, and she can only marry a prince. Genie, I want you to make me a prince, right, and then... Poof, he becomes this prince, and then all of a sudden, they're, they're parading him through the, the streets uh, on his way to the palace, and there's, there's hundreds of people there. That's a little bit more accurate. Disney got that from Middle Eastern culture. They understood how these guys probably would have shown up in that season. And that little, poor little Jesus boy probably wasn't poor no more, after that. Are you with me, friends? We can feel like our gift in comparison to that seems so insignificant, especially when we're given to like kingdom causes. I mean, we love foster care around here. We absolutely love foster care. We, love, we don't love the fact that there are children in foster care. Don't get me wrong. We love the fact that we get to be a part of ministering to them. Are you with me today, friends? We're making a difference. I heard, in fact, they, they told me last week, we have gone from a church. Uh, we do two foster care festivals a year. We've gone from be, being able to provide one outfit for, per child to now we can do like five per child. Come on. That's a big deal. We can celebrate that. Amen. It's encouraging. It's, it's encouraging. We recognize that Conduit, which is a Conduit Missions, is one of the, the ministries that we support at Your Place Church. And they're doing amazing things in Haiti and in Guatemala and Uganda. We know that One Hope, which is a new organization that we've decided to partner with this year, is their mission is to get the word of God in the hands of every child in the world. This year, they're believing to get a Bible, listen to this, a kid's Bible, into the hands of 112 million children children this year in 147 different languages and in 115 active countries. Wow, that's a daunting task. That absolutely is. Well, we think, well, how is my, my little gift going to make such a difference in a need that's so great? We don't, we don't see the impact, so we don't know that it actually cost 33 cents to provide the book of hope. And provide it to a child. 33 cents. Because they're printing 112 million copies. They can bring the cost way down. So do you have 33 cents? Well then you can be a part of getting the word of God. Into children all across the world. Come on can we celebrate that today? Amen. We genuinely want to give towards things. Because we see the value in them. But we wonder if it really makes a difference. Well, I can tell you today it does. Last year we gave over $42,000 away during our 2017 One Big Give event. Conduit last year was able to build schools, they were able to build churches, they were able to dig freshwater wells with our gift. Amen. The Ark planted even more churches last year because we chose to give to them. And again, we're just, a, we're just one church in a handful of churches that are doing the same thing. But our part definitely made a difference. You know, Jesus said something about giving in Luke chapter 21. It was a time when he was in the temple. He was just kind of watching people come in, drop their money off in the treasury. Kind of, they had kind of a similar situation where we have offering buckets in the back of the room. And people can go and they can just kind of drop their, their offering off on the way in or the way out. Well, in Luke 21, verse 1, as Jesus looked up, he saw rich people putting their gifts into the temple treasury. I don't think he was upset at rich people. Don't, don't hear what he's not saying. He also saw a poor widow with two very small copper coins. Verse 3 says, truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave of their gifts out of their, or gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Jesus recognized that the size of her gift was not based on the monetary amount, but more of the size of her heart in giving it, which tells us Jesus is looking at our hearts today. Amen, everyone. He's not looking at the size of the gift. He's looking at the gift giver. We recognize what God has done in us and for us, and we just want to be a part of it. That's exactly what this lady was doing. Another story. About Jesus, in Matthew chapter 15, verse 32, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. We're very familiar with this story. They've already been with me for three days, and they have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, or they may collapse on the way. His disciples answered, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? Verse 34, well, how many loaves do you have, Jesus asked. Now, look at their response. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. Can you hear the tone? We got like seven loaves of bread and just a few little minnows, you know, some shad, right? We just got a few small fish. But what is that among so many, one translation says? Friends, can I, just, can I encourage you today? Be careful how you esteem your gift. Be careful on the amount of importance that you place on your gift today. So so many times we look around and we're like, it's just not that much. And and we understand the heart. We're like, yes, we want to agree with you. We want to that someday you can't give big. But today you value what you're bringing to the Lord today. You esteem it as holy and like, this is the best I can do. We have to be careful to esteem the gift. Jesus took those seven loaves and those few small fish there, and he fed 4,000 people with it. God can take your gift and do something very supernatural with it. It's all about our heart condition in giving it. There's another story in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets, cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. In other words, he was a good godly man, right? But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. If you go back and you look at the, the history that, 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 that is centered around this verse, a lot of people or a lot of theologians are suggesting that the reason he's in debt was because he took out loans to do kingdom work well if you could not pay your loans back what they would do is they would come for your children and make them work off your debts and i know some guys are in there like is that an is that an option like i didn't didn't know that but anyway um verse two elijah replied to her how can i help you tell me what do you have in your house now listen to her tone your servant has nothing there At all, she said, except a small jar of oil. Do you hear it? We get so desperate sometimes. We look around at at what everybody else has, and we think, man, we ain't got nothing compared to what everybody else has. She wasn't esteeming what she had to offer. Listen, friends, God can use whatever you have in your home. And God did. A lot of times we think we don't have nothing. If you finish the story, he told her to collect as many empty jars from her neighbor as possible. And so she did. And again, she just began pouring the oil. And the supernatural power of God came in and began to just fill up jar after jar after jar after jar after jar. She brought him to Elijah. Elijah said, sell it sell the oil everybody oil was a very common commodity and they all needed it so she was able to sell the oil pay her debts and live on the rest you know last year we we sowed into a church as a church who's believing god for our own renovation for our own building and we gave ten thousand dollars to a church that is in ohio it's called hope church and uh, they were able to use that, and now they have secured a location they're doing. He showed me last October, we got together in, in Florida, and he showed me the plans for their new building. And he looked me in the eye with tears in his eyes, and he said, "Thank you. Thank you for sowing into our church." And as a result of that, we, because we hadn't pulled the trigger yet, we were able to go ahead and pull the trigger on our renovation. God was faithful to the seed sown. We've already received over $100,000 towards our future facilities. God's good, amen. Amen. Now, was it instant? No. But over in the last 12 months, this is how God is using and doing supernatural things. We just gave $10,000, but we've had well over $100,000 come in. It Works, Amen. So let's keep reading our song here. Shall I play for you? The little drummer boy says, "Pum pum pum, on my drum." And of course, Mary nodded. Yeah, play, play. Just like we've all got things we can do financially, we also have gifts that God has given us, just by way of talents, just by way of giftings. And we're not support, supposed to hoard those to ourself. Use the gift God gave you. We see that giving our finances is only one aspect of giving. The little drummer boy, quite literally in the story, didn't have anything to give, but still wanted to give something. Well, the Bible tells us that you have been given gifts. And just like we're not supposed to, you know, disdain or not esteem our financial gifts, we're also not supposed to disdain or not esteem the gifts that God has given us as well. Are you with me, friends? God has wired you to do great things. Paul was talking about this in Romans. He said this, he says, I magnify my office. Meaning this, I've got a gift, I've got a talent, I've got a calling in my life. And you know what, to me it is the greatest calling in the world it is okay to celebrate that god has wired you to work with children it is okay to celebrate that god has wired you to work in our in our worship teams it is okay to celebrate that it's okay to say you know what this is my unique gifting i hold the door open for people on church it's what god's wired me to do you know a drawbridge operator sits there most of the time and he doesn't do anything until a ship comes, and then he pulls a lever, and that thing that he does is the most important job in the world because it's a matter of life and death. Don't, don't not esteem your gift, is what I'm trying to say. I uh, heard a story of our friends over at Church on the Move. They showed a video, and uh, it was a story of a, of a gentleman who showed up one day at church, and he was pretty down, he was pretty lost, and he had no hope, and he says when he approached the doors at Church on the Move, he came, he came by himself, when he approached the doors at Church on the Move, there was a guy there with a big smile. He opened up that door for him, and he says, I'm so glad you're here, and the guy walked in, and he says, just that greeting alone did something inside of him. He says, there was no one else in on the planet that was glad or happy that I was there, and this guy was. He says, man, I went in. That day, that service changed my life. And today, he's a greeter at Church on the Move. And every single person that, op- that, that is there, he opens that door, and he looks them square in the face, and he says, I'm so glad you're here today because they need to know. They need to know that someone's happy they're here, that someone's glad that they walk the earth, that they have a gift inside of them as well. Several of you, you have talents. I'm convinced that the highest calling of your life is to use your giftings. What are you wired to do? Work with your hands? Are you good with numbers? Are you task-oriented? Do people naturally and effortlessly follow you? Can you play an instrument? Can you sing? Are you artistic? We've always said this for 10 years now. Everybody has a place at your Place church. And you know what? Maybe you're here and you're like, I, I just feel like I want to be a part of something. I want to be a part of, of a group that's studying this or doing this. Well, maybe that's a life group. And so we, we told you that in a couple of weeks we're starting our new season of life groups. You go out to the life group wall today and it's pretty bare because most of the groups have, have, have settled down for the holidays, but a lot of them are going to be firing back up in February, January, February. So Maybe this is the year that you open your home. Maybe this is the year that you lean into that Bible study or, or, or take that group of people on, on outings every month. Whatever it is, this is probably the year to do that. And it's interesting because if you go back to our song, the ox and lamb kept time with him, pa pum pum Interestingly enough, other people are able to use their gift when we fall in sync and use our gift. Are you with me today, friends? Finally, he says, I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. My last thought today before we receive this offering is, you know what, just give your best. That's all the Lord's asking us to do in every arena of our life. Give your best best Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 says whatever you do whether it's the one big give weekend whether it's you serving in whatever capacity whether it's how you work and how you carry yourself when you're on the job maybe it's when you're at home with your family or maybe as you walk the neighborhoods whatever you do work at it the Bible says with all your heart See, a lot of times we assume that's just talking about kingdom things. The Bible doesn't specify that. It says, whatever you do. It's talking about being a man and woman of character and of honor and of integrity. Whatever you do, don't cheat the system. Don't look for ways to skimp by. Oh, they'll never know. Don't do that, the Bible says. And again, it's, it's, it's bringing it back to the heart. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you're serving. Can I ask you a question today? Is your whole heart into what you're doing in life? your whole heart. Is your whole heart into your family, into your spouse, into your relationships, into your career? I mean, even whatever capacity you're serving with us, is your whole heart into it? Because the Bible says, be careful about your heart. You think you're serving an earthly master. You think you're, you're serving a, a leader that's among you. you. You think that's why you're doing this. But he says, no, 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 no. He says, whatever you're doing, do it for the Lord. Like, like pretend you're working for Jesus. Are you with me, friends? Pretend like you're working for him. Him. If we're not careful, we'll have this tendency to kind of lose focus of who and why we're living the life we're living. And we'll, we'll track, especially around the holiday season, we'll fall back into this little maintenance mode. We're just trying to get through it. You know, we're just trying to do it. It's like, just get through the day. No. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Is what you do restoring your soul? Is it adding value to you or is it it exhausting? I think for some of us, 2019 is going to be a year of reevaluation. In January, I'm starting a brand new series called Press Pause. And even though we're past the chaos of the holidays, we're just going to take a few weeks and we're just going to press pause. Pause. And we're going to get things right with our soul. We're going to get things right in our hearts. We're going to get things right in our calling. We're going to get things right. We're just going to press pause in January and see what the Lord wants to say. And I think January, I think 2019 is going to be a year of reevaluation. Jesus said, I came so you can have and enjoy life. Not just so you can have life, I've come that you can, so you can have and enjoy life. Do you enjoy life? If you don't enjoy life, it may be because you're not stepping out into your calling. If you're not enjoying life, it's probably because you're not doing what you're wired and gifted to do. Or it could be that you yourself don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I just want to pray for you today. Maybe you're in the room today and you've never invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Maybe you once had a relationship with Jesus, but you walked away. Today can be the day. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. So just would you bow your heads with me? And I just want everybody to say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. And Jesus, right now, I invite you to come into my life to make me a brand new person and I'm choosing today to spend the rest of my life in a relationship with you thank you for my gift thank you for my calling in Jesus name amen and amen you know several of you you may have prayed that prayer for the very first time today And something went off on the inside of you as you prayed it, like it meant something to you. Well, there's connection cards at the back of the room. If you'll fill out a connection card and just check, yes, I made a decision today. We're not going to hunt you down. We're not going to call you unless you want us to. And then you can check. I need someone to call me. And then we'll call you. We'll contact you some way. But what we want to do is we want to give a gift to you. Amen, everyone. So... Listen to the words of the drummer boy. Esteem your gift. Your gift is enough today. Your calling is worth your attention. So give your best gift. We told you that everything that we're receiving today in the offering, we're giving all of it away, 100%. Well, doesn't the church have to pay its bills? Yeah, we do. We've got staff, we've got utilities, we've got bills, but you know what? Because you guys are already generous, we're okay. We're okay. We're, we're not going to close the doors. The Lord's good. Amen? And so we've just made a decision collectively as a board of directors and as a staff that we're going to give 100% of this away today. And so I want you to just give your best gift. It's not going to anybody other than these organizations that we talked about who are helping people. Your 33 cents is going to help people today amen everyone so i'm just going to pray a prayer actually i'm going to show you a video first and then i'm going to come back we're going to pray a strong faith-filled prayer that god will take our gift today our best gift today and he will multiply it supernaturally and it'll go even further than we can imagine come on let's celebrate that amen your gift makes a difference it makes a difference in families. It makes a difference in marriages. It makes a difference in children. It makes a difference in, in ministries all over the world. Again, I could, I could have filled up the service today with all the testimony videos from some of our, our partners that are on, that are, I mean, boots on the ground in some of these parts, remote parts of the world that are doing things. But you guys know that. You're a part of that. Let's just give our best gift today and we know several people are going to give online and we're great with that it's going to take me i i wanted to be able to come up at the end of service and say we did it fifty thousand dollars but i obviously we're not going to have all of those numbers and so next week my hope is i can come and i can share i know several people they're like hey listen the way my my paycheck works like we really want to do this it's going to be next weekend we're okay with that guess what we're still going to give it away if you make a note that this was for one big give, we're still gonna give it away. Even if it wasn't this weekend, if it came this week sometimes, and, and, or maybe you give at the giving kiosk or, or uh, at yourplacechurch.com, the church app, whatever it is, we're still giving it all away, whether it comes in today or sometime this week because we believe God is a big God. Can I have an amen? Amen. Stand up with us. I'm gonna pray over us as a church body. And we're gonna give our best gift today. We don't really pass buckets there in the back of the room if you just wanna drop it off on the way out, but let's celebrate what God's doing at Your Place Church today. Father, what a privilege, what a privilege it is, Father, that you have placed us in one of the most prosperous countries of the world. And Lord, even even what seems like our little gift in comparison to the need, God, we recognize is doing so much for the kingdom of God. Father, several of us in the room today, we can't give very much. But Lord, you've already dealt with us. Others of us in the room today, God, we intentionally pray and, we, and you've blessed us. And Father, we're able to give significantly today and we thank you for it. But the reason why that's happening is because we obeyed you in the leaner times. So now we can obey you and the more rich, the more, the more fulfilled times, Father. So Lord, we trust you that you are a God who faithfully looks over your word to perform it. And you said, give, and it will be given back to you. Well, Father, we've seen that. Last year, we gave significantly. And Lord, this year, we've lived in the prosperity of that decision. Father, my prayer over the people of your place church is the same thing would ring true. God, as we give you our best today, We do it as a worship. We do it as an outreach. We do it to help. But most of all, we do it, Father God, following your word as an expression of worship. We honor you today, and we love you today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, to model generosity, we have got hundreds of donuts for you today. Like fresh baked this morning donuts for you today. And over in this corner, Taylor's going to be back there doing some, some fancy little pour over coffees for you guys, right? You got time. You're not going to lunch right now anyway. Hang out Grab some pastry, grab some high-end bougie coffee. Enjoy yourself today. Amen. God bless you guys. You are dismissed. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.